0: Do your chickens suffer from resting beak face? We'll make them peck peck grin when you open your Henny and Roo subscription box together.
1: Henny and Roo is a monthly box put together by chicken
0: keepers for chicken keepers and their flock. Each month you'll receive products that may not be available at your local feed store, build your poultry first aid kit, try new treats and coop products to keep your flock healthy and happy. And there are always fun gifts for the humans too. Go
1: to HennyandRue.com and save 10% off your first box using code DRINKANDFARM. And
0: And as a subscriber, you can also visit the HennyandRue.com shop anytime to purchase select items and save 10% off. Every day, on everything.
1: Woohoo! Henny and Rue. Better chicken keeping delivered.
0: Hey Sam.
1: Hey Beth. That's such a good sound.
0: Oh, it really is, especially on National Beer Day. Yes!
1: I mean, by the time people hear this, it will no longer be National Beer Day, but we found out that April 7th is, in fact, National Beer Day.
0: And we're recording on National Beer Day, so hooray!
1: Hooray. I'm a little disappointed in myself, though. I just... Poured my beer into a glass and I did it wrong and there's so much head on it. I'm so I mad. did
0: the same thing. Maybe That's today's so National Head Day. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Let me start over. <laughs> Scratch all of that. <laughs> i I was just getting ready to tell you too i did the exact same thing and then i overflowed it and like poured it all over my hands i'm like what am i doing over here like did i forget how to beer on national beer day (laughs) i
1: did (laughs) i did find this cool trick and it might like grow some people out you can like take your finger and rub it against the side of your nose and then like like roll your finger around the top of the the head of the beer, <laughs> and it will make it go down faster.
0: So uh, I have heard of that trick, and Jared does it all the time. Really, I, mean, I wouldn't do it to anybody else's beer, but oh, no. I'd totally do it to my own. Yeah, I mean, I don't see why not. And it's my sweat, right?
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: Uh, what are you drinking over there?
1: I am attempting to drink a Maui Brewing Company pineapple manna and it's a wheat beer that is sweet and smooth and tropical which felt appropriate because like we've had a really nice weekend here and it feels like spring is like actually
0: here now yep i agree and i
1: just took a drink and i can confirm that it is pineapple-y, so i am <laughs> very happy with this
0: <laughs> yummy but what are you
1: drinking over there
0: so I am having an Elk Brewing watermelon cucumber goza. Oh hey, where's that from? It's from Grand Rapids, Michigan.
1: Oh hey, another beer that Sam brought though. That's right.
0: <laughs> and I picked it. Uh, I picked it because it also feels very spring-like here. In fact, I would actually say it almost feels like summer here. Like. I've been in the garden mulching and doing all sorts of stuff all weekend Mm. and sweating and wearing a tank top. (laughs)
1: Yes, I did that yesterday, too. It was funny. It was only like 62 degrees here yesterday, but the sun was out, so it felt like really warm in the sun. My husband's like,
0: man, it's hot out. And I look at him, I'm
1: like, it's only 62.
0: (laughs) That's what happens though, when you've been like freezing for four months straight, suddenly, yeah. like anything over fifty is like sweat inducing. Yes, uh, but this beer is very refreshing on a hot day. It's a little cucumbery for my yeah. taste, uh, <laughs> but it makes up for it in the sour department. And that would be the goza coming through. Um, so I would drink it again okay oh, so it, it it's it's pretty good,
1: good. I mean, yes, we were talking about cucumber and its texture and flavor before we got on here. Um, So I'm glad that (laughs) it's not
0: weird. (laughs) (laughs) Well, welcome to We Drink and We Farm Things.
1: Woohoo! That's Bev over there. And that's Sam over there. And this is the Farm Comedy Podcast that is happy hour for your ears and your heart. Oh.
0: We drink adult beverages, talk about farming things, and give zero clucks about not having the perfect farm life.
1: Right, because I mean, it's not like we don't want our farms to be full of good things all the time, but the realities of farm life aren't always rainbows and sunshine.
0: Yeah, we like to keep it real with you and have entertaining discussions that include the mistakes we make, new knowledge we gain. And a lot of times we go off on non-farming related tangents. Yes.
1: And sometimes we record those tangents and stick them up on Patreon. Um, And you can go check out some of that free content over at patreon.com slash drink and farm. We also have fun things up there for Patreon supporters that um, include things like outtakes and even some exclusive recordings. So you should head on over to Patreon and check it out.
0: Yeah, and speaking of the Patreon, our drinks this episode are sponsored by at Ashley Kiernan. So, cheers, lady.
1: Yes, cheers. So, it looks like we have a corrections corner. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs)
0: We do. (laughs) And I can't remember if we already said this correction, because I can't remember when we got it. But I was thinking today while we were making the notes and I realized, oh, someone told us that horses totally do live to be 30 years old. And I remember one episode we said that we didn't think they did. Oh. Um, but it has been confirmed by someone in our group that horses can live that long. So I thought we should correct ourselves since, you know, we've had such a long streak of of non non corrections over here.
1: Yes, we can we can now erase the sign and put zero days since you know last correction.
0: <laughs> I mean, luckily our insurance doesn't go up for that so yes. Hey. thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and also uh, I found out today that miniature donkeys can actually live to be up to 50 years old.
1: What?
0: It's probably not super common, uh, but we were making jokes about how Hercules Mulligan has to go in the will. So I told the kids they have to split it with him evenly unless one (laughs) of them wants to volunteer to take him. So Joint
1: custody of the donkey. Is it going to be like an every other week setup, or? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, right. I don't know. I guess it'll be whichever kid lives in the country and whichever one lives in the city, because he's a little too loud to live on your apartment balcony. So that
1: is true. Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: Yeah, and um, I have some follow up on Hercules Mulligan.
1: Oh uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, he's here.
1: Yay!
0: Yeah, he showed up today in a trailer.
1: Oh, well, how convenient. I thought you weren't supposed to get them for a few more weeks, though.
0: Yeah, it is very convenient um, and very interesting, I guess, for lack of a better word. So it's funny. Whenever we got another animal around here, I always like obsessively worry about it. Mm-hmm. And I probably don't need to do that. Like, that's not necessary. I don't know why I do that to myself. I do that to, like, everybody else in the house. Because I'm just, I don't want to accidentally, like, jump the gun and make the wrong choice, you know, like, for everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, and for everybody's sake. So I look up, like, everything that could possibly go wrong and, like, what are all the worst case scenarios. And I feel like I might just automatically apply those to myself and here when like chances are that's probably not really the case mm-hmm. and you know like it's good to be aware of the things that can go wrong or the things that are maybe not ideal about something just so that you can like walk into it with your eyes open but also like sometimes shit just happens and you've gotta like you know take the animal or do the thing a little sooner than you thought you were going to and I think that that's kind of where we're at now okay okay because he was going to wait and come here until after he was gelded because I think it was last episode we talked about, you know, like, uh, jacks can have like some undesirable uh, behavior traits or like personality traits. But like gelding them takes the testosterone down a notch so that they can be like better guard animals and better companions to you and whatnot. But something else that happens is like so he's been living in the same pasture with his mom. Well, his mom is just coming into her first heat after she had him. So because he hasn't been gelded and she's coming into her heat, he was mounting on her in the pasture. Oh, dear. Yeah, (laughs) because, you know, donkeys don't give a shit about that. We can't apply our human, like, morals to the donkeys. Nope. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, so my neighbor called me and he was like, hey, you know, do you mind if we just bring him over earlier? And... I said, yeah, you know, I don't mind if he moves in because I've been there a couple of times. I've seen his personality. He's not overly aggressive. He's not like he hasn't been mean or rude. I've been over there a bunch, but I hadn't been able to get him to actually like come up to me when my neighbor wasn't there, Uh. which concerned me a little bit because I also told him I was like, I can't have you just like drop him off here and I can't like get to him. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know what I mean? Right. (laughs) Like what if something happens and I need to restrain him or like, I still have to be able to take care of the goats. So mm-hmm. what if he's scared and he won't like let me into the pasture anymore? Like all of those things would suck really bad. So I told him, I said, yeah, he can totally come over here early, but I've got to get to a point where he lets me pet him and he like eats things out of my hand and he like hangs out with me. So he's like, all right, come over. And I came over, he had him bridled for me. So that we could walk around and I could actually like get close enough to pat him because he lives um, on like a giant pasture with a bunch of cows. So when you walk in there, it can take you a little while to even find where the donkeys are at. Oh, wow. Like once they see you, they can just run from you. Right. (laughs) Unless you have something they want. (laughs) <laughs> and apparently I had never brought anything that they wanted. <laughs> I know. Apparently I'm really bad at picking out treats. So <sighs> um, but because he was bridled this time, he let me walk him, I got to pet him a bunch, he let me hug him, like I got down and like got my face close to his and like looked and stuff, and he got to know me, he got to trust me, he let me lead him, he got spooked a couple times and I was even able to like, you know, kind of like Pull his head down, you know, like you would a horse that spooks, Mm -hmm. and I didn't feel like he could like totally overpower me as long as I did a good job at like keeping choked up on him. So I was like, "All right, I can totally handle this." Yeah, I mean, bring him over whenever you want. And he's like, "I'm going to load him up in the trailer right now and bring him over." Like, "All right, (laughs) I'm going to go home and uh, make sure that we have everything ready." See you in a few minutes. (laughs) (laughs) So now he's here.
1: Aww. And how's that going with the goats?
0: Um, So he's totally unintentionally terrorizing them right now. (laughs) It's kind of adorable and kind of sad. (laughs) Because the goats are looking at me like, what the hell? What is this? And why did you do this to us? And he's looking at me like, my new friends don't want to play with me. Oh, what's happening? Okay. Why won't my friends play with me? And it's it's sort of funny. <laughs> so I just keep telling the goats, uh, go back to your donkey. He's yours now. He's fine. He's not going <laughs> to hurt you. <laughs> and they look at me like I'm insane. Yeah. And then he makes his hee-haw noise at me. Oh. <laughs> <Aww. laughs> it's all it's all very adorable out there right now.
1: I bet. It must be really hard for you to be recording right now and not being out there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I did get to spend a lot of time out there this afternoon, um, but a thunderstorm is rolling in right now. So this was oh. actually really good timing for me. Good
1: time okay. to take a break. That's funny. We're going to get one, too.
0: Yeah. Oh, I, you know, I was wondering if you were going to end up having junky weather this afternoon also. So It was yeah. so nice this weekend. Like, it only made sense if something was going to roll in.
1: Exactly. But... We could use the rain.
0: Ugh, it, always. The
1: grass is just brown.
0: <laughs> yep. Oh, uh, but I do need some help from our listener universe, and they can like post this info in the group or I don't know, maybe comment on this episode's uh, Instagram post with some advice. I am currently zero for five in the treats department on Hercules Mulligan.
1: <laughs> oh
0: yeah we have tried carrots that was a no-go we tried apples that was a no-go uh someone said apple flavored dog treats i couldn't find those so i just went with regular dog treats those were a no-go uh i found apple flavored horse treats those were a no-go and i tried peppermint flavored horse treats and those were a no-go oh no I mean, I'm about to bring him a chocolate chip cookie and see if he'll take that.
1: (laughs) I mean, I was going to say, have you tried like animal crackers? Because our goats didn't like them at first, but now it's like they're crack.
0: Oh, you know what? They are obsessed. I totally have a bag of animal crackers. I'm going to try that. I did not think of that. I think he's still just like a little uh, jumpy. He's just not taking candy from strangers, baths.
1: He was taught well, <laughs> and you're trying Fair to break enough. him
0: of that. <laughs> Fair enough, yeah. But he he does walk up to me, and he does let me get close to him. It it still Aww. takes a little bit. It's so cute. I feel like w- within the week, like we're gonna be BFFs. So, yes, it'll be a little easier now that he's here. <laughs>
1: yeah absolutely yeah he's gonna see you more often now so that should just that in and of itself should be okay whether you get the treats right or not
0: (laughs) yeah and uh he does have his appointment to get gelded he's gonna be gelded on i believe it's it's the last saturday in april i can't remember what the date is off the top of my head but the last saturday in april so it's just a few weeks And he's going to be gelded here, so that means I get to Mm -hmm. watch and assist with it. Awesome! So that'll be a fun episode. Yeah, or a graphic episode.
1: (laughs) Tune in the first episode of May.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) To hear
1: about gelding. (laughs) That'll be. I'm interested. I want. I want to know what it was like. So yeah, I can't wait. All right. So I guess we can jump into the meat and potatoes of the episode. Not that, I mean, I felt like the donkey stuff was a great appetizer. Because I was super pumped when you texted me this morning that you were getting him. Um, so I can't wait to see like some Instagram stories. Woo-hoo. And things like that. But anyways, I thought it would be kind of fun to start talking about um, what I'm doing to get prepped to have goslings. And I just wanted to do this and maybe, like, an episode, instead of just, like, doing everything in one episode, maybe breaking it up into smaller chunks. Um, but, yeah. So, I'm going to talk about what Sam's going to do to get ready for Geese Part 1 today. Um, woo is right. I don't know how I talked my husband into this because he thinks they're loud and obnoxious, which they can be, but... Um, and we have a lot of Canadian geese around here. I shared an article in the group about how like a Canadian goose is terrorizing students at Eastern Michigan University because it's <laughs> nesting season. <laughs> and they like had to put out like a uh like a, a like a notice to the students to like avoid this area because this gander was getting so pissed off and like chasing after students. Um, so that made me both kind of like amused and terrified about, you know, getting geese. Obviously Canadian geese are wild and they're kind of assholes because they're wild. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm not getting Canadian geese. I'm going to get
0: a Thank few different
1: goodness kinds. With that. <laughs> I will be getting Sebastopol's. I'll get two lady geese and a gander. And I'm also getting French to, a French Toulouse goose and a Roman tufted goose. So you guys should check out the Googles to see all the cute geese that I'm going to get.
0: Ooh, um, I'm going to look up this. Uh, what was it? German tufted goose? Roman tufted. Roman tufted. Roman he looks Roman like
1: he's tufted. got a little egg head. <laughs> or she. So I only got one male. And then so it'll be one male and four females,
0: oh. which should be pretty good. He looks like he's kind of wearing a little toupee. Yeah, exactly. Oh, cute. Yeah, and the Sebastopol geese uh, look like they're wearing uh, frilly ruffled dresses. Yes. Yes. yes.
1: I'm. I'm thinking. I don't. I'm. I'm already thinking like names, and I'm thinking they might have to be like either Game of Thrones themed or Shit's Creek, which two very different shows. But <laughs> oh.
0: so I don't watch either of them. But for some reason, I feel like Game of Thrones would be funnier.
1: Yes. And and because it's fancier like Game of Thrones is obviously like a period piece, like it's old-timey. Shits Creek is more just like a comedy.
0: That's okay. Funny.
1: Um but I feel like once I see them, I'll just know um but leaning towards some fancy Game of Thrones names. So maybe we can throw up a post in the group and see if other people have some other suggestions I can rattle around in my brain. Um, so yeah, check that out in the group on Facebook. Anyways, so waterfowl, you know, when they're babies, they're extremely cute. And they're generally easier to raise than chicks, believe it or not. Um, but... It's important to be well prepared for waterfowl as you would be for chicks. So today, let's talk about the things we need to do before they arrive. Now, a lot of this is going to be similar to the stuff you need for chicks and the stuff you need for ducklings. Ducklings, ducklings and goslings are pretty similar. Um, so obviously, you're going to need a brooder in um, this will offer them protection and a place for them to have their food and their water in a warm environment for the first few weeks of life. Um, And a brooder can just be like a simple plastic bin, like the ones that you might have for Christmas decorations like me, like the huge ones. Um, Or you could use a cardboard box. For waterfowl, I would not suggest a cardboard box because, well, water. And we'll get to that in a little bit.
0: Yeah. I mean, they are waterfowl. So yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there should be water involved. (laughs) Yes.
1: Um, and it can be located inside the house or the barn in an outbuilding or garage. I would just make sure it's like inside somewhere because you know, you're going to have cats, dogs, rodents, raccoons, things like that, that can just get in there and take them out real quick. So make sure it's like a secure area. Um, In the brooder and pen, goslings will need about 1.5 square feet of space per bird for the first three weeks. Then between weeks four through eight, you'll want 4.5 square feet. And then for weeks nine through 17, you'll want six square feet per bird. And then after that, they'll need nine square feet per bird. So they need pretty significant space. So we'll be expanding our duck run here. Um, so we're not going to overcrowd the birds because overcrowding can cause feather eating, increased bacterial and parasite load, and waterfowl are super messy. So you'll want to make sure you have a lot of wood shavings and straw for bedding, um, and make sure that you know it's not treated with chemicals or mold mold free. Um, you know the the same basic stuff that you would think of for ducks and chicks. You don't want to use slippery materials like newspaper, um, because that can cause spraddle leg. Um, so that stuff's pretty basic. Um, if you've done chicks or ducks before, it's pretty much the same, except they require a little more space.
0: Yeah, I mean, and they are bigger birds, so that kind of yeah. makes sense. But also, they have a bigger wingspan. So I'm picturing mm-hmm. in my head that that might be why.
1: Yeah, so like I said, we're going to expand our run area. But I'm also going to give them the option to free range. Obviously, in the winter, we don't let them free range as much. And they have much less interest when there's snow on the ground. Right. Um, (laughs) As far as the ducks go anyways. I don't know if the geese will feel a little differently. We'll find out. Um, But another thing you'll want to consider is heat. So baby waterfowl need less heat than chicks. And their heat needs will be dependent on ambient air temperature, humidity, and flow of air. So unlike chicks, they start off at 95 degrees um, and then lower 5 degrees per week. Um, Ducklings will start off at 90 degrees and then lower the temperature by 5 to 7 degrees per week. You can measure the temperature at the floor under the heat lamp. And um, ducklings and goslings are comparable with the 90 degree thing. Um, You'll also want to make sure there's enough room at the outer edges of the brooder that it's 10 degrees cooler than under the heat lamp. And then um, when you're waiting for your baby goslings or ducklings to show up, you'll want to turn that heat lamp on the day before just to, you know, warm everything up in time. And it's important to note that one heat lamp can handle about 35 ducklings or 20 goslings. Um, And obviously, we've said it before, we'll say it again, heat lamps are a fire risk. Um, No matter how well you have it secured, it's always, you know, kind of a scary thing to be using them. So you can use a heat lamp, just make sure it's super secure. Um, You can use something like a, I forget what they're called. There are other alternatives to heat lamps for chicks and brooding and ducklings,
0: yeah, they they have those uh, ceramic bulbs that go into the heat lamp so that you can still like use your actual heat lamp. But it's got the ceramic plate like bulb instead of the um, filament bulb. Because um, one thing about the heat lamps and so I always thought that the fire risk was because. Um, the birds could hit it and like knock it down or it could you know like fall and light the bedding on fire but because they're a filament bulb they can actually burst and that's what causes a lot of fires and like you can't protect yourself against the bursting it's like one of those um, like shit happens moments Uh, but I mean I've used them a bunch of times and haven't had any issues yet like knock on wood Um, But (laughs) so we just have to like tell you all that info (laughs) That way we don't look irresponsible.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and there are things like um, heat plates. Um, Yeah. The chicken chick uses those. She's very anti-heat lamp, which is fine, obviously. Um, She uses the heat plates. They're a little expensive, um, but it does kind of give you the whole peace of mind thing. Um, So you can we can link something up in the show notes so you can look at that And then there's also like heated pads you can use I've used those before with chicks and it worked perfectly fine Um, So there are different options out there You just got to find out what's right for you But regardless they're gonna need heat and they need the option to get away from it if they get too hot Next thing is Water for the waterfowl. Yay. So yes. Yay. Until you get them and they just start like screwing everything up.
0: <laughs> they keep they just like ruin your pretty nice brooder oh, that you just put together oh for them. Do. They do. They do. Have no respect for how much time you put into that shit.
1: They don't. Um but you'll wanna place your water container in the brooder the day like a day in advance so the water isn't cold when they get there. Um, you'll need to design a water in such a way that the babies cannot get into the water and become soaked. Um, however, they will need to have enough water to dip their heads under to wash their eyes and bill. One common solution for messy ducks and goslings is placing their water on a screen-covered platform, which allows the water to drop to the bedding Um drop down to the bedding keeping the watering area dry um we've kind of done that before with like a a baking pan and then one of those cookie wire cookie cooling racks oh yeah um that works pretty well you just have to make sure you change it out one or two times a day um then you know there are some other options you can get on the google and find some really cool things with like milk jugs um I'm sure there's some other stuff out there that's really cool too, but we've just been using like the baking pan and cookie thingy, cuckoo coolie thingy. I don't know what you call it, it's
0: like <laughs> cooling racky thingy. <laughs> cooling racky thingy.
1: <laughs> we can link to those in the show notes too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and here's our favorite baking supplies. <laughs> yeah.
1: What the hell is Sam talking about? I promise it makes sense once you connect, like see it.
0: Um, maybe you can snap a picture of it and it can be in the carousel for the. Oh, um, yeah, I don't have
1: that shit ready right now, though. Oh,
0: well, <laughs> maybe you can snap a picture of it and we'll share it someday. Yeah. It's for this episode.
1: <laughs> yes, I will be getting them. They'll like probably May 1st is when they'll show up. Ooh. so yes. Less than a month. Um, but yes, I will take pictures of the setup and for sure at least share them in the group. Um, for everyone in there to see and then I'm sure I'll have follow-up on gosling adventures as I've never had them before so <laughs> they might end up in the carousel later too. <laughs> Spring has sprung and I don't know if you've noticed Bev but I'm noticing the bugs are back in full force already. I legit had hundreds of baby black flies hanging out around the duck pen because you know poop water. Um, can you guess which product I use that made the flies flee almost immediately?
0: I'm going to guess First Saturday Lime, our favorite all natural organic safe lime product that make the creepy crawlies buzz off. And we also use it in our coops and barns to keep the stink down. That's right.
1: I love that. I can use this anywhere on our property and it's totally safe for all of our
0: animals. So go to FirstSaturdayLime.com and add this unfrogettable natural, safe, organic pest repellent to your cart and use code DRINK at checkout to get 20% off and free shipping.
1: So, uh, last thing we'll talk about today is food. So, generally speaking, baby ducks and geese can be given non-medicated, commercially produced Chick Starter feed crumbles. Now, Bev and I have talked about it before about like the whole controversy of non-medicated versus medicated for ducks and for geese. Um, it's kind of a little old wives tale-y vibe about the whole non-medicated thing, but I like to err on the side of caution and just pick it up anyways, because generally the starter feed crumbles or the grower, which is usually what I give the ducks anyways, is automatically, like, non-medicated. So that's just what I stick to. Um, but you can have fun Googling that and going through the forums and see people fight back and forth about it if you want. That's just what I do. Um, obviously, do your own research if if you're feeling a little confused about that. But I'll be using non-medicated Um, starter grower for these little guys and gals. Um, So you want the crumbles over anything like powdery or um, even pelleted. They can choke on that when they're babies. Um, Another thing you'll want to keep an eye out for is that sometimes ducklings and goslings need more niacin than what's in chick starter Um, and things to be on the lookout for for niacin deficiency, are weaker bowed legs, stunted growth, or enlarged hocks. So, to prevent niacin deficiency, what you can do is add niacin to drinking water um, at 100 to 150 milligrams per gallon from ages zero to ten weeks. Um, and you can find niacin tablets or powder at drugstores. Um, just be aware that most plant-based niacin is not available for waterfowl to metabolize. But once your young waterfowl are able to forage and eat insects, they'll they'll usually get plenty of it. So it's just like when they're getting started. I've never personally supplemented with niacin. Um, we haven't had any issues, but it's definitely something I monitor um, in waterfowl when when they're very young so it's just something to keep an eye on and doesn't hurt to supplement if you're feeling a little worried about it
0: yeah and you know it's good to keep an eye on stuff like that and know when possible deficiencies can creep up because like think about baby chicks and how many issues they have that can all be linked to just like a simple vitamin deficiency but if you didn't know that you would think that like your chick is dying It turns out that, like, they just need more vitamin B or... (laughs) Right, exactly.
1: Um, You'll also want to provide grit, um, like coarse sand or chick-sized granite, when the birds begin to eat anything but chick feed. Um, Grit is used by the crop to help them digest food. Um, Don't use oyster shell as grit. Um, because goslings and ducklings can actually overdose on calcium, um, which is not a really what I would call a fun fact, but just something you're probably not aware of.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I had no idea that that was a possibility. I just assumed that because they laid eggs also, they needed a lot of calcium too.
1: Right. And what's interesting is like, you will eventually like switch from a starter to a grower. So they say to like do starter, chick starter from zero to two weeks, um, from three weeks until they produce their first egg, you should offer grower crumble. And you really shouldn't be switching to layer pellets too early as it can provide too much calcium for non-laying juveniles. So once they start producing eggs, um, and like dropping them like it's hot, then you can give them layer pellets or layer crumble. So even my ducks that are all laying now, generally they get the grower stuff, um, but if we run out, it's not a big deal to give them layer. And that's all I have for today. Um, so stay tuned for part Sam of Sam is getting geese. In the next week or two, we'll talk about what to do when your geese arrive.
0: Woohoo! So, woohoo!
1: Getting excited.
0: I'm using the woohoo noise a lot today. <laughs>
1: Me too. It must be the weather so sorry not sorry
0: the weather is making us woo girls
1: (laughs) we are woohoo girls today (laughs) i've got a donkey and sam hasn't eaten very much so (laughs) this beer is hitting her a little funny
0: (laughs) i'm gonna say that that's the combination of the heat and the beer yes that works for me
1: (laughs) so we got a farm story
0: oh we totally did Yes. And I'm really excited because I love it when you guys send your stories because like not all of them have to be in the same theme or like vein because farming just like covers so many things. So, right. um, yeah, I guess I'll just read it.
1: I was going to say, are you reading it or am I reading it? I was like, I feel like you should read it because I wrote, I read the one that made us cry. So.
0: Yeah, I'll go ahead and read it because you also just did a lot of talking about goslings and oh, uh, ducklings. So I'll pick up a little bit of the slack.
1: And I'll just drink my beer. <laughs> Sounds
0: like a plan. All right, so I'm going to start. Okay, so I do have a farm story for you guys. My boyfriend and I own a herd of registered shorthorn cattle. I grew up showing and helping my dad with the herd, choosing breedings and helping with chores. And he wanted to pass it down to me. So I have a few of the original herd and we've been buying bred heifers. Well, we bought this heifer and she's a very nice looking heifer and has amazing genetics and has the right build. And it's just all around a very nice animal. Well, she was due on March 20th and my boyfriend and I were at our full-time jobs. And she was a first calf heifer. So my boyfriend's dad was at the farm and noticed that she started calving. He saw feet and left her for 20 minutes to give her some space and came back and she hadn't progressed. So he had to pull the calf. We were super excited for this calf because she was bred to a really nice bull. We AI, um, so AI means that they artificially inseminate so that they can get the best genetics. The calf was a heifer calf that came out dead. We were very sad, but you can't give up. We wanted this first time mama to raise a baby and a dairy farmer had had a bull calf born the day before and asked us if we wanted him. And I was like, yes, we do, because you can try to get cows to adopt a calf and take it as their own. This is very, very hard to do because they already know the scent of their baby, even if it was born dead. And we tried everything. Nothing would work. She wouldn't. She wasn't going to take it at this point. I remember my dad telling me that the best way to get it to take was to actually take the hide off of the deceased calf and put it on the new one. I know that that's not a very pleasing thing, but if it works, it works. So that was what we did, and finally the mama took the baby, and now we have her taking care of it and nursing it and licking it as if it were her own. This is hard to do with younger cows, especially a first-calf heifer, since they have no idea what to do, kind of like any first-time moms. So that's my farm story. It's a little graphic, but hey, it's farming. Kayla.
1: Yeah, that's super interesting, though. Like, it is a little, like, if you're, like, not expecting to hear about that. But I've actually read, even for, like, goats, if, if the mom rejects the kids... One of the things you can do is wipe like the kid on her back end after she gives birth because it'll smell like her and then she might like recognize that and take up with the kid. I wonder if the same thing would happen if like you know two mama goats gave birth relatively soon and one rejected them or couldn't, you know, or died or something like that. If you can, in, in theory, do the same kind of, like, rubbing of scent um, for goats on a completely different baby goat. I'm not sure. But this makes me think maybe it's possible.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I wouldn't have thought to do that. And, you know, I'm glad that she sent in that story. Because, yeah, I mean, it is a little graphic. But, like, the things that we have to do like for animals sometimes, just aren't pleasant. They're just, Uh they're the best things that we can do to make them more comfortable and do the thing that will eventually come naturally to them. Because like, if this mama hadn't taken that baby calf, then the dairy farmer would have had to bottle feed it. Which, you know, when you have a big herd of cows, that's not the easiest thing to like make time for. It's easier if another mama cow will just take it, so... Yeah, so thanks for sending us that story. Yeah, we totally appreciate it.
1: That's so fun. I love it when people like send us their stories and we get to experience it because it's nice that you know you and I get to share our stories every week. Yeah, <laughs> but it's even more fun and it feels like more like a community when you guys share them with us. So yeah, make sure you're just sending us your stories. I mean, obviously that one was you know a little sad but had a good ending. You can send us any kind of farm story. You can send them to us on Instagram at Farm, or you can email them to us at um, Farm at gmail.com.
0: Yeah. And uh, you guys know the drill by this point, but you still got to listen because this is all still really important uh, information. Coop Camp dates have been announced, and we'll be there June 7th through 9th. There's a link to it in the show notes if you want to come join us.
1: Yes and take our survey it gives you the chance to give us anonymous feedback and there will be a link in the show notes for that as well
0: and join our facebook group you can find it by searching we drink and we farm things on the facebook the group you have to answer questions to get in so if you don't answer questions we won't let you in if you only answer one of the questions we won't let you in if you've been wondering why you're sitting in purgatory (laughs) just go check that out and answer the rest of the questions or you can cancel your request and try again and answer all the questions this time.
1: Yes. Um, sorry, Hamlet's going berserk. (laughs) You're fine. Uh, and make sure you review us in all the places. And if you really like us hit that download button and, um, even, maybe even hit that subscribe button because that helps the podcast out. And it makes us more discoverable to other people.
0: And we sell merch. There will be a link to both shops in the show notes. There's one shop where Sam makes all the awesome things. And she took a sweet selfie with one of the uh, tumblers that she makes that keeps your beverage cold or hot and keeps the poo out of it. Yes. Which is super (laughs) exciting. And we have uh, another merch shop uh, that's like professionally uh, screen printed like shirts and hoodies and tank tops and all sorts of neat stuff. So link to both of those in the show notes.
1: And we have a hashtag. Use hashtag drink and farm on Instagram anytime you were drinking something you love and farming safely. Like no drinking and using an auger. You know. Um, we share them every Tuesday and Thursday on our Instagram feed. And we'll probably maybe start posting a bunch in our stories too. If you guys, you know, start flooding us, it's, it's like perfect drink and farm weather here in the Midwest right now. So if you guys are out drinking and farming like us, make sure you snap a picture and tag it.
0: Um, Oh, and also I have some follow-up on the Patreon gift. I had to add a couple extras uh, to it because it didn't order enough the first time uh, because you guys are awesome and we had lots of new Patreon people join us. Um, So hopefully she's going to send those out uh, to me sometime this week. Uh, I'm helping drive for this 150-mile relay race that we have in our city it's called the buck 50 so i even if they arrive this week i won't get them out this week but i will be working on them first thing next week so you guys should all have them in your hot little hands as soon as humanly possible. I just wanted to let everybody know that. So they weren't like, hey, where's our Patreon thing? You guys talked about this for like a whole month. And then radio silence, not silence. It's just that I had to add more to the order. So she held it so that she could make some more and send them to me. Um, But I'm keeping an eye on them and we'll let everybody know like as soon as they ship out because we're so excited for you to open them and see them because I'm super excited to get mine.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. It's a good problem to have, not ordering enough the first time. So thank you, guys.
0: Yeah, it is. It's a good problem to have. It makes us feel really good. And we're super thankful even after we were done with the drive, we got a couple of more new Patreons, which means that you guys really do enjoy listening to this. And that makes us happy. And it makes us want to make this better for you.
1: Yeah. So thanks for listening, guys.
0: Yeah. So drink. Farm. And and give give zero zero clucks. (laughs) Bye, guys.
1: Bye.